Welcome to the Dairy Farmers of Canada's ProAction podcast series, Paths to On-Farm Excellence, where we discuss priority topics for Canadian dairy farmers. My name's Stephen Roach. I'm the director and principal consultant for an animal health research consulting firm called Acer Consulting, which is based in Guelph, Ontario. I'm part of a team that's working with the Dairy Farmers of Canada to help showcase Canadian dairy farming stories, industry updates, and the latest science, advice, and perspectives on high-priority topics that relate to ProAction. You'll find this channel features a number of different series, from animal care to biosecurity and beyond. This podcast series features conversations with farmers, veterinarians, nutritionists, hoof trimmers, and other farm advisors, researchers, and many other industry stakeholders. Our next discussion takes place with Dave Taylor, a dairy producer from Vancouver Island, British Columbia. I sat down with Dave to chat through his perspective on animal care and proaction as a whole, how things have changed on the farm over the years to improve animal health and welfare, and where we're headed as an industry. So let's jump in. Well, welcome, uh, Dave. It's a pleasure to get to chat with you uh, over the airwaves today. Um, I'm sitting in, in sunny Ontario, which is nice given the, the time of year. I hope it's sunny out your way on the uh, on the West Coast. Uh, not entirely sunny today, but we've had tremendous weather over the last bit, Steve, so I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, glad to hear it. Um, so I, I know that your your name and your voice will be uh, familiar to many out there, um, but you know, as we go through sort of these podcast discussions, I like to get everyone just to do a little introduction to themselves so everyone that's listening is on the same page. So Dave, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your experience and role in the Canadian dairy industry? Sure. Um, so yeah, basically I'm, I grew up on a farm. I'm i I'm third generation dairy farmer and, uh, you know, being raised on a farm 4-H was a huge influence in my life. Um, and really, you know, kind of that early start in leadership for sure. Uh, farming became, became a career shortly after I did four years of banking after university and after that, I came back to the farm and have been farming for about uh, 25 years. I'm 52. I farm with my family and my extended family as well, uh, including uh, both my father and my son, a brother as well. And also in, in the dairy industry, I've been involved in, in extension work through the local uh, island milk producers, the provincial board, and also through Dairy Farmers of Canada. So that's uh, that kind of covers what you know how and and uh my involvement in the canadian dairy industry great so i mean it's it's interesting you know someone like myself being involved in the industry for for uh a while now um just in such a short time how how i'd say dramatically things have changed in terms of it well in, in many ways the industry as a whole but but when we focus in on animal care or animal welfare things have changed quite a bit can you give us a sense uh dave from your perspective on how things have changed you know through the the course of the last even 10 years for you as a producer sure my number one observation is that in the past there was very little uh, if none, or, or you know, very little outside focus on our practices on the farm, and that has really changed now to where I would say we're under a watchful eye as an industry by certain groups that are wanting to make sure that we are doing, um, 
you know, really good practices with our animals. And, uh, and also, you know, they have a, a critical eye. So they're looking for anything that they could point a finger at and, and cast judgment upon the industry. And so I think that has really changed in the last even, you know, we can say 10 years, but I would say that more and more the, um, you know, that criticalness is, is out there and that focus on us, you know, from that perspective is out there. But having said that, I would say, you know, for myself over the last 10 years, and I'm going to not, you know, my involvement with Dairy Farmers of Canada has only been in the last little bit. And I truly give credit to those who came, you know, before who were leaders in, in bringing forth ProAction. And, and I know that ProAction is a very detailed program that sometimes farmers are going to struggle with some of that detail. But when we analyze it, in my opinion, farmers are doing a, a, a better job around animal care and some of the other uh, pillars that are part of ProAction. But specifically around animal care, there are some great parts that, you know, we as producers have, have uh, had to implement uh, for the betterment of our animals, for the betterment of our farms. And, and so that, I think that's great. I mean, to to see certainly we've we've had a lot more um, transparency uh, as a result of the program, and and I think too there's been like you say a real sort of focus on on what's going on on farms and not just dairy farms, but farms in general. Um, what do you see as as being some of the priority animal care issues for for our industry today, Dave? How how if, are they have they changed over this you know relatively small period of time when proactions come in, or are we still dealing with some of the bigger issues like lameness, for example, to throw an easy one out? Yeah, that's that's certainly one of the you know probably the biggest one that comes to mind right away is lameness. You know, I, I just call it overall you know any type of soreness that's related to locomotion mm-hmm. um, of our animals. And uh, I think that that's, that's one that as an industry we struggle with. We have lots of research uh, that's been done. But, um, you know, there's many, many things that influence that one. And, and so, you know, we might be, we, you know, in the past we've done certain things that we thought might uh, improve or even solve our, our problem uh, if we have a particular problem on the farm to do with lameness. And it might not have been the right uh, approach to it. And so, you know, that, that's, that is, that is ongoing one that we, we, we need to keep focused on for sure. As an industry, I would say that, you know, as important though, to me is just cow comfort around housing. And I'm not going to particular, uh, I'm not going to pick on any particular housing, except to say that we need to have adequate space. Uh, we need to have a clean environment uh, for our animals. And so I highlight that whatever your housing is, make sure the animals have, have, you know, that adequate space and, and that our animals are clean. Um, you know, a couple of other areas that I, I kind of see as, as priority areas, uh, I would call one of them young calf health. And I, I think that that area from, you know, really the first, uh, you know, 15 days of life, I think it really takes a, a particular focus on those animals that are so vulnerable to, to give them a good start and, and really get them started well on our farm. And so I, I highlight that as a priority animal uh, care issue, one that, um, you know, depending on, on whether it's a heifer or a bull even, I think that we need to put that uh, question away and just treat those animals uh, and give them the best care, whether they are a heifer or a bull, uh, because I think that's where we have to go with with anything that is born on our farm. Um, 
Wow. Uh, you know, some of the other areas that I, I see would, would have to do with when is the right time to euthanize animals? And are we, are we making the right decisions around, you know, uh, keeping a cow a, a little bit too long on the farm when she probably, you know, it would have been better to have shipped her out uh, possibly six months or a year earlier, uh, which can really alleviate stress on all of us and, you know, in, in the way we manage uh, our farm because it's the problem animals that take up time, that take up that critical space. And, and so I think that if, if we're doing the right things with those animals um, and making those decisions ahead of time, it can really benefit us and cut down on, on, you know, some of the unwanted stress or the stress that we don't need. So, you know, I, I kind of, I, I guess to summarize it all up, you know, are we doing what's best for the animal? And, you know, I, I just encourage, I encourage others in the industry and, and, you know, even myself to make sure we're taking professional advice and, uh, you know, getting that right consultation and, uh, you know, taking right steps to do all we can on the farm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good answer. I mean, you've got a lot, a lot in there, uh, Dave. And and one of the things I I would try and pull out of that for, for, you know, the non-producers that are listening to is, you know, you use that word ongoing and and there's ongoing um, issues that that we need to deal with. But to put it another way, it's sort of the the mantra of proaction. But in general, the attitude that you're talking about is, is continuing improvement. It's saying we're trying to identify areas that need improvement and, and find ways to do that. And it's very clear that uh, that the causes that are that are resulting in some of these issues are not clear. Uh, we don't know everything we need to know, but we know a lot of the simple and, and important things that like keeping cows clean, giving them a um, good amount of space, getting them off the right foot in the at the beginning of their lives. And so I think you've you listed a number there that um, that we're making some forward progress on and, and glad to see that that producers like yourself are really emphasizing those things because I think they're really needed. Excellent. Totally agree with you, Steve. So if we if we look a little uh, at your farm, Dave, um, over the years, can you talk to me about some of the things that you've prioritized on your farm? Have you made any changes um, specifically, uh, you know, as a result of proaction or or in general, just to improve animal care? What what, what kind of things were those? What, what was the driver behind that for you? Sure. Um, maybe I'll start by saying we've had a ton of growth in our industry. And we were at a point where we had to decide, are we expanding and putting in a, uh, you know, a new barn to upgrade in that way, or are we going to downsize? And I don't think there's a right answer except to say that one or the other had to happen. And, you know, in our case, we actually downsized a little bit, gave those cows more room. And that was just a, a huge um, decision that has has benefited all of us, you know, from from the personnel who are working with the animals to the animals themselves. So I point to that as as one and kind of a peculiar one, probably. But uh, but I do believe that it has, you know, when when you're maxed out on a farm, uh, that just brings about a number of issues with it, or the potential for a number of issues that you are constantly dealing with that could be negative. Uh, you know, lots lots of things as I look back over the years here. One is we have we have pretty big cows, and I think a lot of people in our in our industry do. Mm-hmm. Our our parlor wasn't big enough, and so we actually you know we moved certain bars in the parlor to to just give them more space in there. 
and that's all it took. It, it, it wasn't a, a huge thing, but it took planning. It took a little bit of investment, but we could still do that. Um, when we first came to the farm, uh, probably within the first five years, we, uh, you know, we went to deep bedded stalls. And so, you know, our, our, in, in way of the, the comfort for the cows, uh, kiln dried bedding, it's, it's been really good. The, the quality of the milk has been excellent here on the farm. And, uh, you know, I just, I looked at that as, as one of the reasons for that. We're, we're a big, big one on genetic improvement. So we're always trying to improve the herd through genetics. And so we pay attention to, you know, the bulls that we're breeding to, and we're trying to improve uh, a generation uh, to make it better uh, by looking at the faults of the current animal and, and breeding accordingly. Uh, I'll just list a few without giving any detail. Vaccinations have been a part of our farm. We have separate pens for compromised animals, if we have any. We have a special needs pen. A regular foot bass. We uh, we had to make a, a proper area that the cows, when they exited the, uh, the parlor, could go through a foot bath on a regular basis. And, um, you know, that's one for, for the first few years on the farm here we didn't have. And it was great when we when we were able to, uh, to get that uh, as part of a, a weekly process on our farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoof trimming. We, we do a lot of uh, trimming ourselves. So, you know, if, if the cow is uncomfortable, we can, we can put her up and make sure that, uh, you know, hoof trimming occurs. And um, here's a weird one that, that probably a lot of people don't do, but we halter break all our animals. And uh, so, you know, when they come out of hutches, we just take the time to, to halter break them. And we just find that the, the quietness uh, in our herd, you know, right through to as they're mature animals it makes a huge difference by just taking a, a week where they're tied up, working with them a little bit and, uh, um, you know, going through that process. Probably the last one, pain medication. Um, you know, and, and that one I point back to proaction for sure. You know, we weren't, we weren't adopting that uh, or, or doing, you know, any type of pain medication, especially for things like dehorning. And, uh, you know, when, when that came in, we, we, you know, kind of, what, we have to do that. It's been, it's been great. You know, one of, um, I point to that as, as something that, you know, for both us that we're doing the, the dehorning and for our animals, you know, now to, uh, to do it the way we do it. Uh, what a great, uh, way to, to really point to animal care and, and how we should be doing things. Um, as compared to how we did it uh, in days of old. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many things uh, like you've listed there, which is I think a pretty pretty phenomenal list, Dave, um, how quickly some things can be adopted and how long it takes others to be adopted. And, and so, yeah. sometimes yeah. it takes that program to, to sort of get us moving on, on certain areas, but clearly you've been, you've been proactive about doing a number of things too. And it's part of the reason I wanted to chat with you, Dave, is because I think you, you embrace a pretty proactive mindset. And, and I think many, many producers out there do. And, um, you mentioned uh, briefly that you know part of that is is getting professional advice or or getting advice from advisors and you know there's a variety of them out there veterinarians and, and many others. Where do you have any advice for producers that are are listening uh, that that are looking to to sort of try and be a little more proactive on the farm or be a little more progressive about adopting different practices to improve animal welfare? Do you have any any thoughts on on how they might go about doing that? Well. You know, a couple of comments are, and I, I think, first of all, you know, as farmers, 
we don't need to be ashamed if we're not good at at uh, you know our particular area on our farm. So if if today we're talking about animal care, and if that's not your focus, um, or or if it's not the area you're good at, that's okay. We can accept that. But there's a lot of people that can then come in and help us. And I, I think that because there's so many different areas to dairy farming, whether it's your focus on the land, whether it's your focus on equipment, whether it's focus on management as a whole, on the animals, uh, we all have our different skill set. Make sure, though, that we have someone who's good at animal care or giving you that really good advice to take you to the next level. And and so, you know, I... I um, like I say, we all can't be necessarily good in that one area, but we can bring someone in that's that's you know has a, a particular focus on that area that's going to make sure everything's done really really well. And and I would encourage all producers to make sure that happens. Um, we are dairy farms and, or dairy farmers, and that needs to be, in my opinion, the number one focus to look after those animals. And so I, I would say that. You know, if, if, if we're not seeing it ourselves, and sometimes all of us struggle with that, where we're not, um, you know, we're, we're, we're just doing it over and over, maybe the same way, is bring in someone with, with an outside perspective who could kind of analyze something, you know, your, your farm, especially if you're having a, a, a problem in a particular area, and get that professional advice, and, and then listen uh, to what they say. You know, I, I, I always point people to the research. Look at the research. We have excellent research. And, um, you know, look at, at best management practices, whether it's it's in the uh, the code for the care and handling of dairy cattle. You know, uh, don't look at just the requirements. Look at best practices. I think that's what we should be aiming at, uh, not only individually, but as an industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and one I would add too is, is I'm finding, um, you know, producers are very good at, at, uh, so many things. Like you say, you, it's very difficult to be a, an, an expert in absolutely everything. Um, but I'm also amazed at how many, you know, the ingenuity of farmers and, and how many, you know, of your peers can ultimately provide you with some really valuable information about how some things can be modified or adapted on farm too. And, and so it's, you know, it, you never have to look too far to get certainly an opinion, but, but advice you trust, I mean, can come from some, some other trusted people in your, in your network as well. Yeah. Excellent point, Steve. And you know, that, that, that could be in way of, uh, you're right. I mean, having, having the neighbors over from time to time, talking through some of these things. I mean, I, I really appreciate veterinarians because they, first of all, they get out to a number of farms, they see things done in, in a variety of different ways. And I think they just have a, a whole lot of knowledge that they can then help you when it comes to animal care on the farm. And so, you know, I point to that. We also have opportunities now to, to benchmark. Um, I think that's, you know, you were you were leading to that maybe possibly a little bit too. And, and uh, you know, I think, you know, whether it's a competitive thing or not, we can learn from one another. And, and so, you know, maybe I'll leave it at that, but yeah, there's, there's so much we can learn from, from each other in, in this regard. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so if we flip the coin a little bit, Dave, and, and, and talk about, you know, sort of a, I guess a mindset that we've, that we've all, you know, all of us have embraced at one point or another, but we hear in, in, in agriculture quite a bit is that, you know, it's the way I've always done it. 
Um, and, and so that sometimes when we take sort of that, that the thousand feet up perspective on the industry, it can be a challenge to get everyone to come along for some of these things that you're talking about, especially when it comes to, you know, the need for a, a program like ProAction to sort of keep us moving. Do you feel there are, um, some producers out there that are resistant or, or don't understand the need for, for this? And, and if so, what, what would you say to sort of try and convince them or demonstrate to them that, that what we're doing and the approaches we're taking here are, are ultimately uh, beneficial for our industry? Well, there certainly are some that have that, uh, would take that position. And, you know, I, I don't know if there's anything I can say that will necessarily change that but i i will point to the fact that for for those of us who are um who have the opportunity i guess to to hear processors talk about the consumer and the focus that that basically our consumers have on wanting us to look after our animals in the best way possible and how certain i'll call them extreme groups are are now looking for um you know, areas in our industry where they can be critical, that will all have an effect in a negative way on all of us. And so, you know, I would, I would point to some of that and say that we do have a responsibility. We, we need to, to remember that that is, is part of the landscape nowadays. And it's a, it's a great reason why we need to be focused on, on excellent care. Well, it's, it's not the reason itself. The, the, the right reason is the fact of we just need to do it because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the bottom line is is providing top notch care for animals is the right thing to do. So that's number one. But then there's also the other part where you are going to lose market if if uh, we as an industry have farms that are offside that are not providing good care. That is going to reflect on our whole industry, and uh, and it will re- it will result in loss of markets if we do not as an industry. Uh, make sure we're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's well said. It's it's difficult difficult to like I said to bring everyone along, but ultimately, um, it it is the right thing to do in a number of respects. You know, economically and and from a welfare perspective or a well being perspective. So no, I think that's that's great. And so if we if we sort of round out some of these thoughts, um, you know, and look to to an industry that's certainly been under the microscope. It's been um, one that's been you know the the talk of many trade deals and and we've got quality assurance programs and constant improvement always being sort of heralded. Um, I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that, that our industry is, you know, pretty, pretty amazing. And uh, as an industry, what, what, what are you most proud of? What are some of the things you think we're doing particularly well when it comes to, to animal care? Well, I think as an industry, I think it was an excellent move that we have proaction. And we have that assurance program and it has driven farmers to make changes that are, you know, have been necessary. I think that as an industry, the fact that we support research is is looking toward the future. And I think we need to continue to do that because that will allow us to uh, to take that information and, and really make good decisions for for future things that might have to change. Um, the other thing that as an industry we've had the opportunity because of supply management that we've been able to put money back into our operations. And I, I think that that's been tremendous as we look at, at farms that have made the right decisions. They have, they've transformed their farm to with, with the thought around, you know, how do I do this with a focus on animal care? 
and and we have many examples of that throughout uh, throughout Canada. Um, and and I think the the last thing I would mention is it's important that we have you know an organization like Dairy Farmers of Canada that is engaged with the outside world because sometimes when we're just farming, we don't hear. Uh, what we need to hear as farmers and and to have the organization itself uh, aware of some of the pressures so that they can help us as an industry adapt to, you know, the areas that we need to adapt to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that do a lot of work behind the scenes that, you know, in many ways we're fortunate to not have to, uh, to have to, to deal with on the front lines like they do, but it's, it is important to understand where, you know, some of the alternative scenarios, should they not be around to advocate, right? Absolutely. So uh, w- one sort of last question for you, Dave, here. Um, if we look forward, I'm, I mean, I've been involved with the University of Guelph recently in, in getting some people together and talking about what does the dairy industry in, in 2050 look like? And, I, and, and we don't necessarily have to look that far, uh, but from your standpoint, what does the future of the Canadian dairy industry look like from an animal welfare standpoint? Where are we headed and, and you know, how do we get there? Wow, excellent question. You're you're looking uh, quite far out there. You know, I, I hope it really comes down to the fact that we are, you know, in in all our decisions, that we're not basing that on on any particular group. That we're just we're 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 taking just great, um, you know. I, I guess we're taking research, and we're making the best decisions for the care of our animals. So we're keeping them in our thoughts when we make these decisions. So let's not just change things if it's not going to benefit the animal in the end. And, and so, you know, hopefully we'll continue to do that as we move forward. I think that, you know, as an industry, we, we do have some areas that, uh, um, you know, as, as I laid out earlier, it's, it's all to do with cow comfort. It's to do with, you know, whether it's the size of my stalls in my barn, are they the right size stalls? You know, is, is, is my barn the right type of barn for, for the animals for this day and age? And I, I think those are things that we as an industry will need to work through as, as we move forward. You know, to me, I, I just I come back to there's a, a lot of areas, uh, even on my farm, probably on, well, on all of our farms. We're doing a lot of things right. There's other areas that I think that could be done a little bit better yet. And so if we're, we're focusing on those best practices, how can we do it a little bit better? It's going to alleviate, um, it's, it's going to alleviate the problems and problems bring about stress. And, and so, you know, in that, if, if we can make the right decisions for the cow, we're really making it for the betterment of our farm and for ourselves who are running the farm as well. So and I, I kind of rambled on that one a little bit, Steve, but, um, you know, it it comes back to, you know, let's let's do the right thing for our animals in way of cow comfort uh, to position ourselves into the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's a, that's a fair comment, and ultimately, you know, hopefully that that leads to uh, to again not just improved animal care, but you know, all of the associated benefits that come along with that. You know, maybe lower costs associated with having to treat conditions or or deal with situations that we don't want to see in the first place, and ultimately have a, a happier uh, herd, uh, happier farmers, and and happier consumers in a supply chain. So you know, all, there's there's a whole host of different benefits for focusing in on this. I think that. Um, that's important to highlight. And I think that's, you've done a nice job of that here. So, um, Dave, it's been, it's been a real pleasure uh, as always getting to chat with you and and get to sort of pick your brain a little bit on some of these things. Really appreciate your insight and and hope uh, listeners out here are able to, uh, to glean a few things from you as well. Thanks, Steve. 
Thanks for listening to the Dairy Farmers of Canada's ProAction podcast series. The focus of this project is to try and help Canadian dairy producers make informed decisions about animal care on their farms and support them in striving for continuous improvement. For more information, please visit the Dairy Farmer of Canada website, dairyfarmers.ca, and don't forget to like and subscribe for more content. This podcast was narrated, edited, and produced by me, Stephen Roach. Thank you to our guests and to you for listening. The project is hosted by the Dairy Farmers of Canada and partly funded by the Canadian Agricultural Partnership, a five-year federal, provincial, territorial initiative. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 